chicken chokers and bedpost polishers. Read up on some friction fiction, flog that misbehaving dolphin, and don't worry, a little hot wax will take care of those hairy palms. Is this time to talk tall to me? It's always time to talk tall to me. <laughs> that was good. I talked tall to myself once in a library bathroom. I'm not proud of it, but it was necessary. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just gotta spill a batch. Welcome back. I am Omen Thomas Sade. And I am Nick McGill. Together, we are the two pump chumps known as the Feckless Moans. And this, my little rolling papers, is Talk Tall to Me. A baloney bop at the Prong Rock Salami Saloon, in which Nut Butter Nick and One-Handed Baseball Omen will take matters into our own hands as we oil up every single track that ham-ramming rock band Jethro Tull have ever twanged out into the dark night. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> I'm... I guess I've misinterpreted this song very drastically if this is where we're going. We will biff the bishop and make much goo about nothing with Martin Barr. We will give a one-gun salute to Doan Pickle Painting Perry and debug the hard drive with David Peekaboo Peg. And if we can execute a manual override, we may just be in time to play a round of pocket pool with the man who has done battle with the one-eyed warrior. The skin flute virtuoso, the horn honker from the Highlands, the purple-headed snake charmer, a man who's never let carpal tunnel syndrome stop him. Ian, he'll be right back. He's just adjusting his antenna. Anderson. Is that a flute in your codpiece, or are you happy to see me? <laughs> Do you know that Ian actually once went on a date, I, I didn't know this, with Pamela Henderson? Did you, did you get my Pamela Henderson joke? Oh, I got it. I got it. It's the hand. It's your, it's your hand. Yeah. 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 I'm so, Nick. Omen. Today we have the pleasure. We have the self pleasure. <laughs> oh, of that's where I was going. Damn it. <laughs> of talking about the third track off of Catfish Rising. That we do. At the end of last episode, those of you who have the Tall Skull Plus got to see this moment of confusion. We'll let you little peek behind the vinyl here. I was like, the next song is Rocks on the Road. And you're like, wait a second, it's Roll Your Own. And I was like, what the, what's going on here? It's because the vinyl originally had Roll Your Own at the second to last track on side B. It was B4 on the vinyl. Followed by what? Gold Tip Boots. Oh, interesting. Side one is This Is Not Love, Occasional Demons, Rocks on the Road, Thinking Round Corners, Still Loving You Tonight. Side two is Doctor to My Disease, Like a Tall Thin Girl, Sparrow in a Schoolyard Wall, Roll Your Own, then Gold Tip Boots, Black Jacket, and Tie. That's really interesting. I actually really yeah. like that progression. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not terribly jarring. Like when I had the, I had the British version on cassette of Benefit and then listening to it, on Spotify, it's the American version, and it just still right. seems wrong to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I listened to a, a Sting album recently. It was an album that I was really familiar with. There was a track on it that I'd never heard before. And mm. it must have been that I had it on cassette, and it just didn't have that track oh, on sure, it. Oh, sure, yeah. It's just so odd. For those of you keeping track, keeping score, Omen has mentioned Sting five minutes into the episode. I like Sting. Daryl, your prize is in the mail. Well, I was actually thinking about it. It's because 
Sting uses a lot of odd time signatures as well. He's not afraid of seven, eight time. No, he's a very talented musician. Very proggy. So Nick, before we dive into the music of this song, mm -hmm. shall we discuss broadly what Roll Your Own could refer to? Ian came out and very vocally said in the beginning of this album in Silent Singing that it's not about marijuana, so it's not about rolling your own joints, I believe the kids right. call it. Sure. Yeah, they do. Presumably, the way I innocently and naively mm -hmm. took mm -hmm. it is that it's rolling your own cigarettes. Well, I think that's where the song begins, and then I think maybe we have a departure of metaphor. So I'm excited to get into it. Ian is not afraid to mix a metaphor here and there, especially when there's like enough of a Venn diagram that it's it's so smoothly transitions. And by the time you realize what happened, you've already lost your wallet and your pants. And your, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, swell. Well, shall we dive in and have a listen? Let us light one up. McGill. Oh man, how how many did you roll while listening to that song? I've developed the art of the continuous, speaking of sting, the continuous <laughs> roll. Tantric rolling. Never stop rolling, yeah. Yeah. So musically, what have we got with this song? We have about four and a half minutes. We've got some great Mando to start. Oh yes, we have. Love that Mando. Got some really, really, really nice acoustic in this song. Yes. Just really pleasant. I feel like it's been a while since we've had just a straight acoustic sound. Really nice light percussion work in here. Don is yep. proving that he can rock the hell out of some songs and then yep. come in really nice and reserved, but still have character and still feel like the drums are there as opposed to just like, oh wait, there are drums in that song. Yeah, there's something warm and intimate about this track. Yes, it's very like jazz clubby. Like I could yes. see them just yes. up on the stage and you could see everybody in the crowd. It's a very personal feeling song. Well, yes. <laughs> I believe I believe that Mr. Peggy is on the stand-up bass as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, good call. I think that's an acoustic bass, mm -hmm. which just adds more to that warmth and texture, that woodiness, if you will. We've got Tambo as well. Oh, yeah. I checked personnel. There's nobody unusual. There's no substitutes. We've still got the same cast here. There's Ian Anderson, who's pretty unusual. Well, I mean, but he's always unusual. So it's, yes. it's usual that he's unusual. Yes. Great vocals in here. Ian is very comfortable. We've got multi layers here and there yes. in certain spots. When you feel a sudden need to unwind. We've got some great woohoos. Love it. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. I want to talk about the vocal quality of Ian's, what I'm going to call his goat voice. Mm, we've already heard a little bit of it, and we're going to see more of it in this album. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I think, the most distinct expression of it. And of course, I'm talking about, you know, where he says, 
Roll your own. Roll your own. And it's really funny. It's actually really hard to do. And I I think it's it's a funny choice. Like, it's just something... It helps you not take the song too seriously. Yeah. Which is helpful. We'll also hear it in Thinking Round Corners off the top of my head. I definitely remember that. Thinking Round Corners. Let's go and play. play. Yeah. Let's go and wet corridors. Is it Tall Thin Girl? Is it in there? I think there's at least one more. Tall Thin Girl. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Maybe I can stretch through it. It's his nanny goat face. (laughs) That's why I wanted to point it out here, because this is where it's the most consistent throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we heard it in Occasional Demons, and I kicked myself for not bringing it up. Or is it This Is Not Love? It's in in one of the other two that we just listened to. I I kicked myself in editing that I didn't point it out. Just going back to the heartbeat of this song, which is the mando and Mm. guitar layered on top of each other, it's so great because they're playing in not quite unison, but in parallel courses where they're they're kind of both playing the same melody, but each of them is putting a a decoration or or a a turndell on one of the notes at different times. So Mm -hmm. you can distinctly hear the two instruments that they both support each other without it being, you know, jam bandy. I think one of the best places to really cleanly hear that is that faux fade out at 345. We fade out and then we get that tall ending of like, oh, nope, just kidding. One of our three false endings in this song. I was going to say this has to be the biggest faux tall ending that we've had and will have, I think. I would take that bet. It's we go and then it's a quick little stutter start of an ending and then they just keep going. Yeah, I would bet a ham sandwich on that. I'd take it. <laughs> you're on. <laughs> I see your ham sandwich and I raise you um, some kombucha, I guess. Great. Yeah, love it. rhythmic interplay of this song Mm -hmm. even though it's in 4-4 there's a lot of going back and forth between like a standard rhythm and sort of a cut time a double time dropping back Mm. there's a lot of that back and forth which makes it engaging to listen to yeah there's also some fun little rhythmic gestures don't try bum 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 to get by bum 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 don't try to get by put those triplets in and it just what would otherwise potentially be a simple bluesy rock song is got some bite to it it's got some depth and some flavor what an awesome song to hear live yes has it ever been played live has it i'm looking right now i feel like it must have been 12 times 12 12 times once in 91 and 11 times in 92. So October 3rd, 1991, and then 11 times up until the middle of May in 92. So it was the tour. It was the end of the year on one tour and the start of the year on the same tour. It's so funny. I would think this would be more of a 
popular one for the live crowds? It's fun. It's a nice personal. It's a great acoustic to see Ian play, see Martin on Mando. You know, it really would showcase everybody very, very well. Yeah. And sonically, it's a great, it kind of pulls down off of the the hectic of the electric. But I mean, maybe is it the content? Is that why they didn't do it? You know, I don't know. It's a bummer because it's a great song. Yeah. Hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah. It does provide that intimacy and unique sound for everybody to be like, now we're just going to have this moment here. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like something you can relax into a little bit. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. At 135, we have a wonderful example of this era of Ian flute vocalizing. Mm. And that turns into, I think so far, one of the most notable flute solos on the album. Yes, the breakdown in here is very nice. It's very nice. I think it's the most notable because thinking about this is not love and occasional demons, they're kind of messy songs. A little on the harder side of rock. You get less space for that really interesting kind of detail-y work. Yeah. So even when you have a break, unless you're making that break acoustic, it's not going to be nearly as noticeable like here where everything is nice and acoustic. And then we get into that rocking, heavier flute sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing really goes electric, but still, I mean, it does offer that dichotomy for you. Even Martin's electric guitar in this song is very demure, very pulled back. It's very subdued, yeah. It's there. It's adding a flavor. The flavor is sesame. Oh, interesting. Interesting. (laughs) It lifts the other flavors without overwhelming them. A nice earthiness, a little sweetness if toasted, yeah. It's a yuzu sesame. Oh, my goodness. A ponzu sauce, actually. What'd you call me? How dare you? That's our word. (laughs) Yeah, great stuff. As you pointed out, we have some really delicate vocal ejaculations, as it were. Mm -hmm. Um, Hit that spot. Oh! You gotta hit that spot. Yeah, again, the example from this era of, not a era, vocal ejects, but... Evuncular... Evuncular vacuations. What does evuncular mean? Avuncular is like erudite, I believe. Oh, okay. I've been having to look up words recently because I've been reading that book you sent me. Oh, yeah? The one about Bo Brummel? Yes. Apparently, avuncular is relating to an uncle. Of uncular. Yeah, that makes sense. Doesn't feel right. I wonder where I've ever heard it in that context, though. Hmm. Very strange. We have a a nice splashy conclusion from Don Perry at the very end. At the final, final end. I was going to say at the very, very end. The very, very end. The for real life end. Yeah. Going back to his, Ian's vocal quality, going back to the riffs on this song, there is a relaxed feeling for this whole song. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a good sound to look out for throughout this whole album, Mm. because I I think that it is always present, even in the songs that are faster and harder and more high energy. There's still a sense of relaxation about this era, which I love. Right. Yeah. Just thinking back to this is not love and occasional demons. It manifests itself in the confidence felt in those songs, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well said. And looking forward to what's coming up, Rocks on the Road, Sparrow on a Schoolyard Wall, there is that... A quiet confidence. Yeah, that's an interesting note. I know what I am, I know who I am, I don't have to prove anything to anyone. Mm. And I'm not apologizing for it either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a really cool note. I think we need to check that box and, and think about it going forward. Speaking of ticking boxes, I can't wait to talk about the content of this song in a moment. Indeed. Nick. Mary? My goodness, it's been terribly long. You've got so much mail here waiting for you. Time is an ocean, we master Nick. That it is. And I, I mean, I guess your passage across the ocean was successful. You're back. You took a very long holiday. I in holiday pay is a moment of personal matter. Yes, I did save all of the dead flies, and I'll make up for any any losses here. Do you not notice anything different about me, Master Nick? I mean, it's been a long time, so it's hard to... Um, you do have a little I... bit of a glow. Oh! Is that, is that what you're getting at there, Mary? I went to Morocco oh. and got a special treatment. Okay. I'm intrigued. Go on. All of me tapeworms are gone! But Mary, you're telling me that figure is not from Tapeworms? Not anymore! <laughs> so I'm, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing you can eat, like, a salad and, and feel, feel sated now. I do feel sated now when I eat a salad. Now, Master Nick, I have to ask you, is it possible to put another log on the fire? Because my hands are so cold, I can barely even make the dough without it. Freezing. Yes, I'm, I'm glad you stopped wearing mittens while making the dough. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead and, and stoke the fire. It is the tail end of January in upstate New York. It will be this cold for another two months. It's a red letter day! Woohoo! Welcome back, Mary. It was, it was too long. Hey, did I miss anything? I just, I just uh, sort of felt a, a thickness in the air. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of a, a, a thinness now. Uh, Mary just, just <laughs> left, actually. Oh, that explains that smell. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a musk. It's a musk. Anything to do here in the half? No, I don't have anything. Uh, I, I wouldn't have had anything if Mary didn't show up. Oh, great. Well, let's get out of here and get back to the other part of the episode. We should talk about this. I'm very intrigued by your theory of, yet again, Omen Sade thinking everything is about sex. <laughs> All in good time. <laughs> I've been under the table this whole time. Good lord, Marley. Marley! I thought the dog was eating the scraps. So, Nick. Omen said, school me in the perverse mind. It is worth calling a spade a spade. I am the more perverse of the two of us. I've battered my turbot to all number of things. Men, women. Vegetables. <laughs> shapely looking architecture. I, I even once pumped my scrumpet to a description, an audio description of 18th century cheesemaking techniques. <sighs> and you're a little bit more on the innocent side. But actually, my understanding of this song being about masturbation actually goes back to Ian Anderson. How very dare you. <laughs> I don't have the source in front of me, of course, but I distinctly remember him talking about 
I think someone was asking him, what are the weird questions that you get in interviews? Mm, okay. Or, or something about what are awkward moments you've had in interviews? Mm -hmm. He said that someone, a very lovely lady on live television asked him what Roll Your Own was about. And he was trying <laughs> to think of a way not to say female masturbation on on the BBC, basically. What I would give to see that interview, oh my goodness, what I would give. The levels of awkwardness must have been really, really high. So that's where I'm taking it from. And then reading the text from that point of view, it does support that theory, I think. Okay, so this falls into the category of Salamander's ragtime pussy willow, thinly veiled, sometimes not veiled at all. I think we could put it into a number of buckets. Okay. But if we go to the central metaphor that you identified, roll your own is about rolling one's own cigarettes out of tobacco and rolling paper rather than buying them ready-made out of a packet. Because it's cheaper and you can make, make it better, right? Like, I mean, I'm assuming you can buy better tobacco than like the junk. Yes, in theory, it's cheaper. In theory, you have more control over what goes into it. Some people just like the process of rolling their own cigarettes. But I think that the automatic metaphor translates. If sex is a cigarette, then rolling your own is masturbation. Okay, okay, yeah. And sex and cigarettes are kind of very tied together. Yeah, especially in the late 80s, mm -hmm. that period. Less so now, now that people don't smoke as much or have sex as much. That's actually not a joke. No, that's... Mm, I wish it was. <laughs> well, I don't... I don't... <laughs> Terrible news. Not cutting that. <laughs> and when I looked up euphemisms for masturbation... Okay. Out of the 519 that were there... A feckin' field. Oh, yes. Rolling your own was listed as one of them. Was it really? Wow. It really was. Okay. Yeah. All righty. I stand wholeheartedly and utterly corrected. Not embarrassed. In addition to windsurfing on Mount Baldy, wiggling your walrus, and whitewashing with Huck and Tom. That's really, like, distinct and specific. Who are Huck and Tom? Your right hand and your left hand, or a couple of guys behind the alley? You know what I mean? Could be either. Yeah, could be. Painting the fence, feeding the geese. Sure. I like that. Yeah. English is such a disgusting language that there are there is an Filthy. infinite number of ways to describe <laughs> self-pleasure or self-abuse. Yeah. Depending on how you see it. Also, we should say that historically, and especially in most Western cultures where religion is concerned, there has been a moral judgment on masturbation yes which i personally do not hold the sin was named after you in the bible in fact omenism, omenism. i know <laughs> i know i'm pro it <laughs> i think that you know as long as you're not actually hurting yourself and you're not surprising anyone else who hasn't asked for it then right what you do with your body is yours consenting body parts and all, th all that exactly yeah Roll your own don't mean you got no money, only that you got no opportunity to shake it with that friend of mine. Roll your own don't mean you got no money, only that you got no opportunity to shake it with a friend of mine. So here's where 
I think some evidence starts to arise for it being specifically uh, a lady masturbation. Okay. To shake it with that friend of mine, the singer is male, that friend of mine could refer to... Little Ian Anderson. It's John Hancock. Yeah. Okay. His John Thomas. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I'm really... To be honest, I'm really struggling to make that work for rolling your own cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it yeah. doesn't quite work. Yeah, no, no. However, roll your own if you can't buy ready-made. Roll your own. Roll it if you can't buy ready-made. How is that pertaining to masturbation? Or, or, omen, or. Oh. Or is there some... What? some intrinsic it is about both and it's a commentary on them being the same thing maybe it's a meditative practice for both things you know for rolling your own cigarettes and for masturbation yeah 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 yeah. maybe it's not mutually exclusive maybe it's not a thinly veiled allegory here metaphor any great poetry and i would include this naughty wanking song in that bucket has metaphors that mix together. Yeah, right. And why not? I think that it's nice to be able to see an image two ways. And, and this first verse gives us that wonderful opportunity. So on the one hand, if it's about masturbation, what does it mean to say that you don't have, you ain't got no money? Right. You could say that, well, you what you'd really like to do is go out and hire a prostitute. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can think of there. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but maybe not. You know, maybe, maybe that's exactly what he's going for. But what's the roll your own, roll your own quarters? Like, how does that come in, in terms of masturbation? Well, I think that's, well, uh, I... How do we uh, masturbate, I think, is that well, uh, where oh I'm getting God. here? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the metaphors around masturbation in English are, are as we've seen, are sometimes tenuous. So even to say, you know, if you roll your own, you take something and manipulate it with your hands yeah. and, and it's cylindrical. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I'm trying to make all of the pieces of this quilt fit together nicely and warmly. Sometimes things don't fit together nicely. You just have to kind of force them. I've heard that. Roll your own if, if you can't buy ready-made. If you won't be satisfied when you feel the certain need to unwind. Sudden, sudden need. When you feel the sudden need to unwind. Roll your own. Roll it. If you can't buy ready made. If you won't be satisfied. When you feel a sudden need to unwind. Oh, interesting. That's a velvet mandarin for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, that could work either way. Definitely. It does work either way. Definitely. Is it a bear? Is he shaking his hair? Is it Velvet Mondegreen? The second verse is where I think we get a little bit more firmly into the camp of manual labor. Disagree, but go on. But you know what moves you in the wee hours when there's nothing on the answer phone. You know what moves you in the wee hours when there's nothing on the answer phone. See, this verse, to me, Sounds more like marijuana. I'm bored. There's nothing to do. Nobody's called and left any messages. I'll get high. If you don't get enough of that electric love, well, if you don't get enough of that day, 
electric lettuce, you say? No one in the history of marijuana has called it electric lettuce. However, has Ian ever smoked marijuana? No. He's just as square as I am, thank you very much. <laughs> electric lettuce. <laughs> uh, selling that radioactive radish? <laughs> I've heard it called electric lettuce before. Jokingly, jokingly, but still. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. My read of this verse is that definitely about the loneliness, definitely about the boredom, Mm -hmm. which are both provokers to diddle one's ding dong. Yeah. And there's nothing on the answer phone. So one of the things that I think is that this whole album is about is touring life. Hmm. Okay. So you think it fits in here? I think it does fit in here. You know, either it could be the rock star alone on the road, just wanting a call from his sweetheart. Mm, okay. And, you know, maybe wanting to get a little bit phone naughty. Fanati. Phonetic. Epsilon, hotel, tango. Go! <laughs> Enunciate to me. <laughs> but equally, it could be the spouse of the rock star left at home, wondering where, where their lover is. Yeah. Did he have a tea and fall asleep, or is he out carousing, poaching the Caesar salad? There's, <laughs> there's a line in Rocks on the Road that actually works a little bit in conjunction with this. Okay. Long distance telephone keeps ringing out engaged. Wonder who you're talking with tonight. Who you talking with tonight? Long distance telephone keeps ringing out engaged. Wonder who you're talking with tonight. Okay. So maybe this is a plea to your stay-at-home spouse saying, baby, I know I'm gone for long periods of time. Look, just like take care of yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I guess. You know, don't think about the mailman. You know, you can be independent. (laughs) Yeah. Got everything you need. Verb the adjective noun. Yeah. You know, whether this song is about clamping your pipe or piping your clam. I think it works either way. It could. It could. I guess. I guess. Roll it when there's no one listening, when those reruns play on the late night black and white TV. Roll it when there's no one listening, when those reruns play on the late night black and white And it doesn't even have to be pot. You know, people will just chain smoke when they're bored as well. Or chain, chain chainsturbate. (laughs) Just came up with that one. You can use it if you want. It's my new website. $9.99 a month. Wow. Wow. I like it. Again, I think thematically, we can zoom out from this. You know, if, if we get too embroiled in, is this about masturbation? Is this about cigarettes? Is this about illicit drugs? I think what it is about is boredom and self-soothing. Yes. Loneliness, boredom, self-soothing. And that is very thematic for the whole album. Yes. What it boils down to, regardless of how you take this metaphor, I think that is the takeaway for sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in addition, I think it might be about tenderizing the tube stick. Nowadays, it could be doom-scrolling Instagram. And all of these things lead to another. That's actually what I call masturbation, actually. Doom scrolling. It's, <laughs> well, it's like that old joke. You know, the guy goes to the doctor and, and the doctor is like, what brings you in here? And he's like, well, you know, I've, I'm kind of concerned about my health. I've, 
I recently became unemployed and I'm showing some odd symptoms. And the doctor's like, well, what is it? And he says, well, my penis has turned bright orange. The doctor's like, oh, can't be that bad. Let's have a look. And he pulls it out and it's bright orange. And he's like, oh my God, that's, you weren't kidding. You know what? This is really odd. Like, what have you been doing? Have you been doing anything unusual? He's like, no doc, I'm unemployed. I've literally just been sitting at home on the couch, masturbating and eating Cheetos. Very good. You've heard that one before. No, but I knew where it was going. I could tell. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 What's the one about the guy walks in and, and the doctor says, I want to talk to you about your masturbation or something. Oh, oh, the doctor told me I had to stop masturbating so much. And I said, but doctor, why? And he said, well, for one, it's bothering the other patients. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was so good. The twist on that is so good. The absurdity. Anyway. Verse three, roll your own, roll it when there is something missing. Roll it when something missing. Mm hmm. Something. And those wildcats howl running in the moonshine. Those wildcats howl running in the moonshine. So that puts us at nighttime. A wildcat is a female, a metaphor for a woman. A woman? And we've also, we've also seen Ian use feline imagery as code as keys for femininity for mm -hmm. female sexuality mm -hmm. in the past also cat right those wild cats and the wild cat howling could be more of a could be the metaphor that's just a woman's wiles calling to you you know maybe they're not addressing you or literally calling but you're just being attracted to them or if you are a woman which you might be you might be a lot of people are over 50%, I hear. Yeah, actually, I knew that because I went to that website, Moms Over 50. Yeah, great learning experience. You might, you might say, oh, my wildcat's howling in the moonshine. You might. You might. You might. And that's really all the lyrics. It, from there, it just repeats. Yeah, yeah, the sudden need to unwind we already looked at. We've got the answer phone again. Oh, we do have a little bit more. Omen, what's an answer phone? <laughs> well, in the old days. Listen up, all of our Gen Z listeners. <laughs> yeah, both of them. The thing that used to take messages on your phone was a separate device from the phone itself. Is an answer phone synonymous with answering machine? I think so. I feel like it was like something pre-answering machine, but that was like an answering service. I think that's what that was. You would call and then you'd pay someone to be there and take messages. Maybe. It probably went through various technological innovations. I remember when the digital ones came out, that was a big deal because you didn't have to use the cassette tape-based ones anymore. How terribly exciting. Yeah. T terribly exciting. Yeah. We do get a little bit more interesting stuff. I said, roll it. You got to hit that spot. Roll your own. I said, roll it when your hands are hot. Ow! Said, roll it. You got to hit that spot. Hit that spot could mean any number of things. It could mean itching a certain itch, or it could refer to a certain part of anatomy. Correct. Roll it when your hands are hot. Hands being hot, temperature-wise, physically hot, or antsy, you know, you want, you got to do something with them. Yep, 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 yep. I've got restless hands. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think hitting that spot could be also just like, that hits the spot. You know, it doesn't have to be a physical thing as well. Sure. And that could refer to cigarettes or, or drug as well. Sure could, Omen. 
Yeah. Sure could. Yeah. And it and? could be that this song is about all of those things simultaneously. You can do all of those things simultaneously. If God didn't want us to smoke spliffs and jack the jerkin at the same time, he wouldn't have given us two hands and HBO. Jerk the gherkin. Did I say jerk the jerkin? You said jack the jerkin. I meant jerk the gherkin. There you go. Jerkin, it's a vest. Gherkin is a pickle. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed metaphors aside, there's really not much more to go on here. What I think is, is lovely about this song, regardless of what it's actually about, is again, the tone. There is a playful, long suffering. It's sort of, we talked about this, I think in the first episode off of Catfish, there is a performance of misery that is inexorably tied to the blues. The blues is all about, I'm going to sing about how bad I feel so that you can purge that badness from your being and feel better. Yeah. Catharsis. It's And what's more cathartic than riding the five-legged pony? I can see you looking down in the bottom right. (laughs) Look at that list. (laughs) Number 53. Let me ask you this. Why is it that historically that masturbation has been frowned on by... Authority figures and the church. Because, yeah, I was going to say because 99.9% of authority figures are Catholic based, even if they are not, moral code is built upon the back of the, the Catholic belief system, which isn't a bad thing necessarily, depending on what it is. But ultimately, it's you save yourself for the one special person, you don't do anything. Sinning is an affront to God. That should only be used to make babies, and that is it. And heaven, literal heaven forbid, you do anything else with it. I think that's all a front. I think that that's not the real reason. No? I understand the argument, the onanism argument, the, you know, as Monty Python sings, Every sperm is sacred, every sperm is grand. You know that song? Yeah, that's from Life of Brian. Is it Life of Brian? I thought it was meaning of life. One of them. Yeah. So it's that. It's also the fear of sexuality to begin with, the fear of people being comfortable and in control of their own bodies. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that it's a lot of Puritanism is the fear that someone somewhere might be having fun. Yeah. And because everyone has the equipment to perform this particular sin to squeeze the cheese, if you will. I won't do that one. Anyone could be doing it at any moment. And it's not just you can't have fun. It's I can't have fun. So why should you? I can't have fun with you. You shouldn't have fun with you. No, it's not that they necessarily want to have fun with other people. The puritanical set. It's don't do it, period. I can't do it because it's bad. So by virtue of my rules being that way, they should also affect you. But the great thing about it is, is that it's one of those things that's almost entirely unprovable, and the absence of it is unprovable. You could accuse anyone of masturbating at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. 
And unless they're under 24-7 observation. Yeah. Who's to say that they didn't? True. Yeah. Is your point behind that one, though? No, I oh, okay. just no. I'm okay. just thinking about my weekend and what I could. Uh... Who was watching me? Subscribe to my OnlyFans at dot com slash. My OnlyFans. Onin Onin fans. Nice. Uh, it doesn't quite work. No. Okay. Uh, Nick, anything else to say about this song? No, I think we beat it till it was purple. I I do feel compelled to say that the multiple false endings perhaps has some structural overlap with the female active masturbation. Care to elaborate? Well, because women can have multiple orgasms back to back. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. And so the fact there are false endings is like, oh, it's done. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. Maybe a little bit of a structural joke, which is my favorite kind of joke. <sighs> Look at that arch. It's silly. <laughs> Is that rebar? Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That building's not up to code. Nick, what are we talking tall about and listening to next week? We are on another mellow song. We are on the second to last track off of side A. This is different if you're looking at the vinyl versus the current release. But what we're looking at right now, the kind of more up-to-date, we are on number four, which is Rocks on the Road. Yes, silly in a more existential way rather than a sexual way. Silly existential way just equals sadness for me usually. Yeah, yeah, sad. I love Rocks on the Road. Really excited to talk about it. Probably my favorite song off of this whole album. Really? I really, really like it. I really love this song. Wow. And I love the whole album. So Yeah. It's hard to pick a favorite for me on this one. Yeah. Until next week, you don't have to roll your own socks. You can buy them ready-made, and they will come ready-made with Talk Tell to Me logos on them. Disclaimer, I'm not sure if we sell socks. But we could. Well, we might. We, there's other stuff. You know full well what moves me in the wee hours, and that is a five-star rating and review yes. that you are going to provide us on your podcatcher of choice. Make sure to provide it when your hands are hot. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting enough of that electric love, our Discord chat is brimming with it. Don't try to get by, just log on for the wee price of five American dollars per month. Gives you access to our Discord chat, two additional podcasts per month, and most importantly, contact with our wonderful Tulskull community. So lovely. So lovely. Until next week, I am running in the moonshine, Nick McGill. I am There's Something Missing, Omen (laughs) Thomas Sade. We are the reruns playing on the late night black and white TV, the feckless momes. And, oh, it's talk talk.
Hear ye, hear ye, all rise for the Honorable Judge Conker. All rise for Judge Conker. Thank you. Settle down, settle down. Quiet in the court. Quiet in the court. Mr. Franklin, I believe we all know what has happened here. The jury has found you guilty of many accounts. And as much as I would love to skip this and go right to the sentencing, we do, for posterity's sake, have to cover every single one of these. So to begin, you are found guilty of Statute 448. Bailiff, if you would, please. Statute 448. Taking a load off. Indeed. Indeed. Next up on the list, you have three counts of 336. Bailiff, if you would. Pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Shameful. Disgusting. Disgusting. Utterly shameful. On a playground, no less. Next, one minor count of 112. Bleeding the weed. And uh, rounding up, we have crime number 284. Opening the floodgates. Absolutely disgusting. Those citizens will never recover. They'll never get their homes back. And lastly, Mm. quite possibly the most offensive and Uh, disgusting, and I cannot uh, wait to sentence you to death at this one. You are found guilty of listening to Talk Tall to me. Your Honor, that's worse than plunking your twanger. Indeed it is. It is, Bailiff. You're right. Any final words, Mr. Franklin? I just wish I'd put my thumb in the porridge one more time. Sailing the mayonnaise seas. Oh, my God. (laughs) 